Hey, welcome to Less Than Silent Hills. This is our podcast about Silent Hill, the series of video games and uh, pachinko machines. I'm one of your hosts, Brock Wilbur. <laughs> and I'm one of your other hosts, uh, Rachel Jane Edelman. We are both uh, comedians. I'm a games journalist. We are plowing through the history of Silent Hill so that no one else has to, uh, because uh, especially this week, uh, it can be difficult to track down and figure out how to play a lot of these games, and some of them can be a bit much. Uh, This week, we are dealing with uh, Silent Hill Origins, a game that came out in 2007 on the PSP, the portable PlayStation platform. Uh, and was later ported to the PS2 in 2008. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Christ, there is just a lot to dig into. Rachel, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm doing well, Brock. I'm in a uh, room that I would describe or characterize it as a bit muggy because I didn't want uh, the air conditioning to interfere with the, uh, the pure vocal sound on my end. Um, this is a forever podcaster problem. We are we have always been there. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm like okay. I guess this is this is how it's happening. Go down. Um, I'm also uh, I'm also to be honest on my period, which I would not bring up if it were not the fact we are about to record a Silent Hill podcast. So it just feels appropriate uh, that I'm bleeding while we talk. I think it's important that uh, let you know that and let our listeners know that and let the world know that. Look, if, if this was two femme people uh, recording uh, a Silent Hill podcast, we would just manage to schedule it always whenever we were both synced up. Yes. Which would explain why we've had like a three-month break here. Like, well, we just didn't sync. Um, like, now. No. Madden- now we're Ma- in blood moon. <laughs> Maddeningly out of sync. <laughs> we kept canceling and rescheduling. Um, right. Finally, it, it happened again. Well, also both of us have had uh, a life, and this is what happens. I like that I work only in the podcast with other people, that uh, the moment that uh, your life requires some attention, everyone can be like, you know what? Fuck this month. See you next month. Like, it's it's fine. Everyone has things to do. Is your world good? How is Boston? Um, let's see. Uh, Boston is what it is. Um, I lost my I lost my job uh, like three weeks ago, so I've just been, um, you know, in that exciting place where you're like too depressed to look for a new job, but you know, like uh, the hardest part of uh, being an adult is sort of right beyond the horizon and like really just just plowing toward you, and you're like. Oh God! Oh God! Uh, so that's that's happening for me. Um, but I also have. What do you do to fill your days in that point? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Well, um, I am lucky that I uh, get to teach improv in the after the evenings, uh, and I also have shows like all weekend, like for a lot of the weekends, big chunks rehearsals and shows. So it's really just that kind of maddening, like morning, early afternoon period, uh, which right now I've been filling with uh, watching Schitt's Creek, but I am almost uh, done with the fourth season, uh, and the fifth season hasn't hit Netflix yet, so um, that I think is almost sort of a sign that I need to kind of move on and kind of pursue uh, employment because I'm out of Schitt's Creek to watch. I 
I have to tell you that you're uh, you've set yourself up terribly here. The moment that you run out of Shit's Creek, there is a new level of depression that's going to hit you because that's what <laughs> happens to everyone that finishes Shit's Creek. And most of my shit is fine. Like, oh, my God, Rachel, you have to start applying for things now. You have to find a job before you run out of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like hoarding the last three. I'm like, I can't I can't live if, they are, if I've seen them. uh so yeah we that this is by way of us apologizing for being gone for a bit but we're back here um we are into the fifth installment in the silent hill series and this one is the first one to have come to a handheld platform and it came to a handheld platform uh from like 11 years ago and the PSP, you know, had various limitations. And so this is one that I've, uh, I never dug into because I, I know it was ported to the PS2 and, and that I would, you know, have access to it having never owned a PSP. Um, but I always just sort of thought like, okay, the, the mobile version of this uh, fucking what's that got to offer? Uh, and it turns <laughs> out there is a lot here, uh, that is just sort of it is basically like a, a silent hill cut into like a, a just a one pretty to easy to swallow three hour chunk that has everything else you would want from one of the much longer ones and you're like okay that's weird that they pulled this all off uh and because it came out a few years after uh sort of like silent hill two three uh it's wild how good it is um yeah anyway this is this is sort of the the line in which is that um uh, team Silent, the team that made uh, the original games, uh, had sort of left and Konami was making Silent Hill games. So, like, Silent Hill Origins is the first time they hired Americans mm. to try to make this. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was like, hey, Americans, what do you think this should be? And their first thought was like, well, the protagonist should be a truck driver. And I was like, that's so fucking American. <laughs> yeah, give me that country music. Give me the country music. Silent Hill. Um but apparently there was sort of this group that was a it's a studio that was based in a bunch of different places. Uh, and each place that this sort of bounced through, like uh, the team there would be like, here's what we want to do. And then the the bigger like company would be like, that's so fucking wrong. And then just lay off everyone that worked at that studio. Uh, so like this was at one point. Uh, <laughs> I. I had to, I had to double. This is one of the first times in in my entire life that I've been reading a Wikipedia article and been like, I really have to triple and quadruple check to make sure that this is true. Right. Uh, it turns out that the original version of this game that they'd made was a dark comedy based on the American TV show Scrubs. And like, I. <laughs> I was just like, I should let the silence after that statement linger uh, because that's just a wonderful phrase that should like live in its own bubble um, and not be remarked on. But I feel like <laughs> what I love about it is that it's one of those phrases that just instantly vaporizes itself because right. Scrubs, not a dark comedy. <laughs> right. So who I can see like a BBC version of it. Like I, I, I think Green Room uh, from from the BBC. I, I believe that's the name of it. Like, right. That's like a dark hospital comedy. Yeah, sure. Uh, th- this feels like when somebody gives you like 
like when you were given homework and it was like to write a story about something with these limitations and you're like, I'm going to write the story that I wanted to write anyway today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So they were assigned like, you make a Silent Hill game. They're like, what we want to do is like a funny hospital, but like a sad, <laughs> funny hospital. And it was like, well, no one's on board for that. That's not what you were hired to do. <laughs> I'm just like, I will never get over the phrase dark comedy like Scrubs. Like, <laughs> I will never. There are so many dark comedies, and Scrubs is so not one. Uh, I'm like, have you only ever watched one comedy? I'm just, I'm just completely. It's paralyzing in its incorrectness. Uh, it's. Actually, an offensive. It's the first time I think uh, being involved in the Silent Hill podcast that I've been actively offended uh, by what we've talked about. You know, slice a woman in half, whatever. Uh, you know, there's there's levels. Uh, a dark comedy. There's levels. <laughs> there's levels. There's levels to women. You can see them. Brock, there are levels. Yeah, uh, but a dark comedy <laughs> like Scrubs, I I have to put my foot down as a as a woman and as a creator. <laughs> So, uh, so this game sort of went through a period where, like, it bounced around and people had different ideas and everyone was like, ah, we don't know what to do. And at some point, they just uh, took all this and they were like, scrap all that. Scrap the story you have. We'll basically pull in the monsters from other games. We'll pull in the story from other things. We just wanted to make a version of Silent Hill that you can play while you're on the bus. I don't know why you guys overthought it uh, in this way. Which... Um, like in other countries, it's uh, like Japan, it's uh, Silent Hill Zero instead of Silent Hill Origins. But the original name was uh, Silent Hill Original Sin, which is such a better like prequel name. That's really good. I, That's really good. I have good. no idea why they didn't do it. But, um, and can I just say so um, I, I, uh, that the, um, in terms of uh, just creating a hierarchy of quality, uh, right. uh, or Original Sin, the best. Origin, yes. uh, the middle. That's like second tier. Uh uh, Silent Hill Zero is the name of uh, a Silent Hill themed beverage. Uh, not good. It's very bad. Uh, so I just wanted. And then to... Silent Hill scrubbing it up. That's the the lowest level. <laughs> uh, Silent Hill scrubs the new class uh, is <laughs> the one they were trying to Look, it has launched make. the career of Carrie Bechet. It's fine. It's, it's good fine. That it exists. You're like it's net positive. Uh, <laughs> it's a net positive. <laughs> Uh, so, like, uh, what seems to have happened was that, like, the people involved, which I think that we have established on the show, basically, how a Silent Hill game plays. Uh, what the people behind this did was to, like, wildly overshoot what would have been possible, even for, like, a regular console game, mm. like in the big boys, and to misunderstand what they could do on a PlayStation Portable game, which um, I, I sent over... A video to Rachel right before we started, which was the trailer for what the game was going to be in 2006 when it was announced. And it was an over the shoulder style Resident Evil 4 kind of game with a bunch of bullets. Uh, and you had like a laser sight on your gun, but also like you had like thousands of rounds and you could also like build like uh, partitions and protective layers. Like it, it was basically Fortnite. Like they were doing mm. a Resident Evil Fortnite. And it's like, no, no, no. no nothing was going to let you do that on the PSP. Like <laughs> I don't understand in what world that you, you thought you could make the games of the future here. 
But uh, yeah, there's, there's just so much here that was like a, a lot of different people thought it could be a lot of different things and they were all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, what we wind up with is a game that plays very much like uh, weirdly um, from a from a technical perspective, from like camera angles and stuff. It's very uh, Silent Hill for the room. Uh, which we'll come back to because at one point you're, you're just looking through peepholes in a place and I was like, ah, I remember this. Mm. I remember being this horny guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, the camera kind of follows you and, and you have these attacks you can perform, uh, but you are, are very much in that same sort of uh, space. So it's it, But they're trying to make it be Silent Hill 2. So it's it, it has this feel of like when somebody recreates like, super mario world in like minecraft you're like oh you've used something different to go back to something from the past and this is odd the big thing that it brings into play and and i think it works for what the character is uh which is interesting is that like uh in this game you can like punch things you can just <laughs> if, if your if your weapon breaks you can just start punching stuff with your fists and you can pick up stuff from the world around you and use it as like a melee weapon uh which is interesting because it means that you wind up with an inventory in the game full of like, I have pool cues and typewriters and I've got like a <laughs> file cabinet. And at any point I can th pull that out and like throw it at somebody and it'll break when I do it, but it'll kill the monster. And you're like, oh, I killed a monster with a typewriter. I didn't see that happen in here. It's very literary <laughs> Silent Hill. I'm proud of what you've done, but uh, in 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 a very uh, in in a way we don't get into the the gamic side of things that often. Um, what happens with your fists mm. is that if you keep punching creatures, uh, it it does what's called sort of a stun box, which means as long as they're being hit, they can't hit back. So while I'm while I'm wildly in favor of this game and so surprised by how much good came out of it. You can go up to the biggest, scariest monster in this game, <laughs> and as long as you just keep punching it, it can't hit you back. So, like, your punching it is just as effective as a machine gun. Like, it takes a while longer, <laughs> but you just keep going, like, punch, 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 punch. Punch, 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 and it, it's just like, well, I'm I'm being punched. I can't do anything, which is wild. It means you can basically like cheat your way through the game as long as you're ready to spend a little more time <laughs> with it. Uh, but I was like, oh, like you know, we've got this grungy American dude that that's our primary character. I was like, I, I think it fits that this is finally the guy in Silent Hill that can actually like punch something, even though like touching most of these things, they seem sort of gooey. Like I don't know. <laughs> But then, then at a certain point, I was like, oh, punches and bullets are basically the same. Like, I don't even need mm. bullets anymore. And I don't need typewriters or file cabinets for sure. Uh, anyway, that is uh, an, an intro to the side of the technical. Rach, do you want to tell people the story of what we're up against here? I'm sorry, you went out. Can you ask that question again? Oh, would you like to tell people the story of what we're up against here? <laughs> uh, sure, I can do my best in that regard. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, cool. the story begins, uh, you're listening to uh, like a ham radio, uh, and Travis and his friend are just kind of chuckling it up. 
two two cross cross country truck drivers doing their normal truck driver talk. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're kind of like you're like staring at like a piece of pulsating meat while you like uh it's as if narrated you hear uh, the trucker conversation uh and his... thank you that was exactly right the opening sequence is just people talking trucker talk over a radio over just a picture of me it's so <laughs> weird like i th- it, it is weird in that way that it, it, my first thought was like if you're americans yeah and you are tasked with doing the new silent hill <laughs> yeah is there a part of you that doesn't get it, but tries to pretend like, what if, what if the guys were talking, but we showed the guys as like a, a slab of meat, just so like some bloody <laughs> meat. Is that, is that what Japan, I, I didn't, I, I never got what they were doing, but I'm going to wing it. Like it, this is the improv of trying to like translate this into a new culture. <laughs> Yeah, there is there is this kind of weird like we know what Silent Hill is. It's meat, uh, and they start with it, uh, and it's just it feels it's charming. It's I actually was deeply charmed by how literal it is throughout, um, and I was charmed in that moment as well. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I believe you. I believe you've played other Silent Hills before. Let's get going. Uh, <laughs> that that's the bar here. It's like. It, it, it is like a dude at a party demanding that a girl prove that she's not a fake geek girl. Right. It's like, hey, hey, no, like, prove to me that you've played a Silent Hill. It's like, oh, I can show you. And then somebody just pulls, like, meat out of their pocket. And you're like, wow, oh. I guess you've played at least Silent Hill 3. <laughs> and then you, like, high five, but you, like, high five with your pieces of meat. Uh, it, and it just makes, there's, like, an There's a little bit of blood sound. everywhere. Everyone has to wash their yeah. hands. Yeah. I know minute parties. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, so the, uh, you have dropped out. I can't hear you. Uh, so I'll just continue with, uh, describing the plot. I'm here. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, you're the little green circle around, uh, your discord profile is dropping out and then kind of popping back on. Uh, but I will, uh, I will assume that you're there. Uh, I'm, I'm here for all of it. <laughs> perfect. Uh, so, uh, Travis uh, is running late. I don't think they ever tell us what he's delivering, uh, some sort of delivery of some kind. Uh, and he decides to uh, make a, do a shortcut uh, through uh, or by Silent Hill. Uh, so he's just driving down the road. He's having Silent Hill-like flashbacks uh, to uh, some sort of a grim-looking funeral. There's a close-up of a young boy, so one might ascertain fairly quickly that he is uh, looking back upon a funeral he uh, attended as a youth, uh, probably one of import, at which point uh, there becomes a crawling uh, hooded figure uh, into the middle of the street, uh, and uh, that, uh, I believe, is revealed to be a a schoolgirl figure, which uh, those in the know may already know the identity of. Uh, He um, uh, pumps the brakes real hard uh, and does not hit her, uh, or uh, get into an accident, which for a Silent Hill um, uh, vehicle is kind of unprecedented. Uh, just a, a nice, clean stop before a person who is neither hit nor does he uh, fall off the road into a giant gulch. Uh, <laughs> 
It's a, I was this really... Is your, this is your finest work on the show yet. Oh my God, Thank I'm you. just enthralled. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm, um, when it comes to summaries of plot, I, I feel like I'm only getting better. Uh, <laughs> I, I like when you take time to specify, like, this isn't how brakes on big wheelers work. Yeah. <laughs> let's acknowledge not, that. Let's, let's be clear. Uh, he would have died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, the, the squirrel girl, he, um, I believe, uh, she points or gestures uh, uh gets his attention so that uh, to the extent that he gets out of his vehicle and begins to walk um sort of up i think a a a, a hill of low angle uh breast across the hill at which point he sees uh what is it a house uh is it a house that's fine of course not it's a house uh, on fire <laughs> The house is not fine. The house is doing very badly. Uh, and <laughs> at which point he uh, gets upset uh, and uh, notices a woman, a very suspicious looking woman, could not be more suspicious looking, uh, sort of clinging to the house, making a villainous expression. Let, let's agree that this is one of those moments that you're just like, if anyone anywhere in the world around this game had ever taken an acting lesson anywhere they wouldn't have done what this is. It is it is the mustache twirl <laughs> of somebody that doesn't have a mustache, and like it it, it is the 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 steepling of fingers. I th I think she, I did she actually? I think there's steepling where she's like ah yes, and like walks around the corner, and you're like the f the <sighs> fuck? Why do you have to lay it on that thick? Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know that you could cling to the side of a burning house villain villainously uh, until I saw this cutscene. And then I was like... That's that's just a move to bring it to improv with you. Yeah. Like, in the future, <laughs> when something's burning down, you're like, who burnt this then? Well, mm. as I touch the hot embers <laughs> of the lumber, uh, it me. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so, he uh, notices uh, first the house... Secondly, uh, the woman clinging uh, nefariously against it. And thirdly, uh, uh, an innocent sounding cry emanating from within, at which point he decides he must be the hero, or as we know, the protagonist. And <laughs> so he uh, enters. Let, let yeah. us also acknowledge at this point that what has happened is that as has happened in like nine Silent Hills and a, a bunch of other uh, extraneous stories, uh, somebody runs out into the road and you think you hit him and then that's what brings you here because you have to get out of your car. In Silent Hill 1, it causes a car accident. In the movie, it causes a car accident. Like, it's about, like, oh, I think I hit somebody and I've got to go check it out. And that leads to this. In this one, the guy manages to stop his truck, which of all things in the history of this should have definitely, like, done an L and then fallen off of the street. Like, no, he's fine. He gets out and sees that, like, he did not strike anyone. There's no one there. But instead of getting back in his truck and just fucking going on with his life, he walks into what is the rest of Silent Hill with the entirety of it being that, like, there's no reason, and he still has his key and could just get back in his truck at any time and not do this. Like, it, it, in if the game was made now, there would be this alt option. Uh, like, there, uh, have you ever played a Far Cry game? I've never played a Far Cry game. 
in Far Cry 4, you're a guy who winds up getting, like, kidnapped and, like, this, like, weird, like, dictator has you sit down to dinner with him. And he's like, I would like to talk to you. I'm going to leave the room for a second. But when I come back, let's chat more. The game starts with you in that situation. That's when you have control. You can then, like, run out of the room and, like, a bunch of resistance forces help you and you, like, escape and people die. But... There's an alternate ending to the game where you just sit there for like three minutes waiting for him to come back. And when he comes back, he like peacefully hands over like control of his country to you because uh, you're like the son of his friend. And it's just like, that's the <laughs> end of it. That's what this one feels like is like in a modern game. They just would have been like, hey, if you s- sit in the truck for like two minutes and you're like, no, nah, let me think about this. I could just go back to doing what I was doing and accept that this is like a side effect of me taking all the methamphetamine I'm taking. Like, let's call it a day. And then that's the end of the game. And like, no one dies and you're happy. It's fine. I think the, I think there's like this attempt to like show through the flashback he's having while in the van that he's secretly very haunt like he's like low-key extremely haunted and um you know um subconsciously even his friend on the radio says that to him at some point it's like you still got those nightmares there buddy oh wow i wish you could figure (laughs) out what it was that makes you so sad about that and you're like Like what I was waiting for was to find out at some point that his like trucker friend wasn't real. Not that that would have helped anything, but it's just like it's a little on the nose that all the uh, the long road truckers, you know, also know that you have a haunted past. That's so weird. And then like it opens up the question like. Uh, do truckers not all have haunted pasts? Like, what percentage of truckers have haunted pasts? Like, could the entire Silent Hill series just be different truckers? Uh, like, should that be a spinoff? Just Silent Hill haunted trucker? Because uh, I feel like that is uh, probable. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I guess I'm saying is I just want a series about haunted truckers now that we've discussed it. I, I would love that. Actually, it's shocking that that hasn't happened. <laughs> it's uh, completely um, upsetting that it hasn't. Um, so uh, should there we? Is a, yeah. There is a game called Cold Fear that uh, is a very Resident Evil uh, Silent Hillish game that takes place on like a cruise ship. Uh, and uh, it is a lot of uh, part of it is like zombie monsters, but the rest of it is like being in these same sort of spaces while like the water is also a part of it too. And that, that has always been like that extension. I'm like, yeah, did you know that other things can be haunted and that the environmental aspects can be difficult too? What you're proposing <laughs> with, with fucking haunted truckers is exactly in the same vein as that. That makes so much sense. Thank you, Brock. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you should be making more money than anyone I know. <laughs> I couldn't agree more having no more context than that. Uh, uh, can I also tell you what I, what I, I love that comes right after he sees the haunt, the, the, not the haunted house, the, uh, the fire, the Please house Please continue. Fire. Yes. Uh, well, I was watching like a playthrough and I loved the footage I saw of him kind of sauntering through the burning house. Um, and I don't know if you, if that was your experience as well, playing it, you're like, oh, I can really leisurely walk through this, uh, I, I keep saying haunted house, like this a house on fire. Um, and um, do you get hurt if you just stand there or can you just like literally just walk around? Oh, yeah. Uh, you do get hurt? Yeah. Okay, phew. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, so uh, you're walking around this uh, house on fire, uh, and you find uh, this uh, extremely badly burned uh, little girl um, on top of what's clearly some sort of uh, uh, occult uh, symbol. Uh, you pick her up and uh, you take her out of the house. There, the occult symbol sort of pops up uh, as you take her out of the house. Uh, you uh, leave the house holding this uh, poor little uh, child burnt to a crisp. You lay them down, uh -huh. you cry for help, and then you lose consciousness. Um, and, and that's kind of the first 10 minutes of the game. Well, uh, the uh, the symbol that pops up is actually her using her powers to get rid of the fire, which is it raises the question of like, if she had that power, though, why did she not use it to get rid of, you know, her burning to death? <laughs> that yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not an expert in occult magic. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I mean, I, I assume it works in a way that's very, like, um, convenient to the plot. Yes, sure. We'll go with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> it's just like, um, you know, a, a cult and a narrative um, uh, narrative needs uh, are very um, aligned. So right. uh, he passes out, wakes up on a bench during the middle of the day. This has all been happening at I night. I, I would like to point out uh, that this guy saves a child that, like, is definitely dead. Like, just is a crispy critter. Uh, and then comes outside, puts her down, and says, like, well, I guess I saved you. Like, sh like wipes his hands, is like, look at me go. And then goes, somebody come help. help. And as he passes out in this moment, um, which I consider to be a genuinely good moment in this game, uh, he's, like, shouting for, like, won't somebody come help? And there is a mix of, like, uh, ambulance... Uh, sirens and the air raid siren that we know to be traditionally the silent hill thing. And I was like, that's a fucking clever touch. Like that's mm. really cool. I mm. find that to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, that's a, it's a, that's a sound. That's a sound effect of import. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, I I agree that she like looks very she looks very dead. Uh, they could have oh yeah, yeah yeah made her like a little bit less burned, uh, just to make his actions feel a little bit less silly. Because um, I would have seen her and been like, oh, I guess uh, this child is dead. Uh, whoops, and then I would have felt terrible. Um, but uh, so he wakes up. Uh, on a bench in Silent Hill during the middle of the day, uh, and his first thought is, uh, child, I don't believe she's dead. I believe she was, I assume, taken to a hospital. Uh, so let's go there to the hospital, at which point um, he uh, depart, you depart, uh, you find a map, uh, and then you depart to the, is it the Alcamilla Hospital? Uh, yes. It, and and uh, this which is such is a just, great moment because it's both A, like, Every Silent Hill game tries to get you to the fucking hospital because, right. of course, the hospital is scary. But he also wakes up next to, like, uh, basically, like, the Silent Hill Town Committee, like, map of mm -hmm. the town. So as opposed to, like, what we've had to do in other games, you just get the map. You've just got the map right there. And it's like, thank you, uh, Visitors Committee. I appreciate that I have this. So it, it is both, like, now you know what the city looks like, but also you know, like, there's a reason to go to the hospital first. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas previously there was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I like that. It's just sort of like, okay, we have the next step. and um, Absolutely. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, it tracks logically in a way that the rest of them do not, which I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. And, mm-hmm. and to again reiterate, like, this is the first time a Western studio takes this on. And what they chose to do was take this long road trucker who just has, like, his, his stupid fucking hat on the whole time. <laughs> and, like, he and, – and, and even um, – so there is a score from Akira, who is the guy that did uh, the first few Silent Hill soundtracks that are the, the great ones. I have never heard this one before, and it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But it also contains, it's, it is, if you've never listened to it before, please look it up. It contains everything that you would expect from a Silent Hill 2, 3 score with country elements, uh, especially like leaning heavily on the bass and a oh, stand-up yeah. bass, and 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 it's in this. It's around this time that you're like, oh wow, like you've really like. There is a very American element of it that they brought to this, and they knew what they were doing. Like, there's a lot of problems with this game, and we'll get into them. And there's there's <laughs> things that are there, but uh, if you were going to do the American version of this, to put like a 15% DNA of americana into this like but keep the rest of it this is what it should look like like and especially because like the games we've talked about previously that are all based in like these american environments and especially like two and three and four uh like there's a lot of stuff there that you're like i know that this is still japanese uh and so to be a little like uh well what about I, i know you want a white protagonist here here's a little bit of the culture that somebody could come from that's shitty about this. And like, uh, it's interesting being that way. Anyway. Yes. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. And one thing that I, um, like I also like is because it's, uh, posited as a prequel, um, these things like, uh, trucks that don't immediately crash or, uh, a logical reason to go to the hospital. I like to think that, um, uh, these are precursors to, uh, the real power of Silent Hill, uh, sort of taking over and making car crashes much more likely to happen and your, uh, route to the hospital much less logical, like, uh, like how logic, uh, oh, oh, that everyone after a Silent Hill found its power is, like, dumber for a reason? Holy shit. Yes. I love that so much. <laughs> You're just like, because I'm thinking, I'm like, this game is a prequel. If things are easier in this game, that must, like, because Silent Hill only becomes a stronger uh, entity uh, over time. So why not, like, fan wink that in? Uh, it lets Look, you. Look, no one else here has ever been, a, like, a blue-collar guy. Yeah. And if this guy will do it, then everyone will do it. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we go to the hospital. Uh, what do we find out first? Uh, the, um, it's under construction. Uh, I think it was sort of like, uh, there's a bunch of, uh, things you find in the hospital, like, signs that are like, still working on that second and third floor, you guys. Sorry that they're taking so long. Um, and they're like, they're kind of like snarky, too. Like, one of them is very snarky at some point. Uh, it's sort of like, um, oh, uh, by the way, uh, the Christmas party is still on. Uh, I'm like, that's a little bit wacky. The Christmas party note is so weird. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, it, it, yeah. 
these these are these are the sort of things that like a the other games don't have this world building in this way because it, like of all the things that like the North American team fucked up by being like we're the Americans trying to do a Silent Hill game. The things that they got right were like, hey, the world building here can be like a bunch of really innocuous bullshit about the stuff in the way that we talk about it. Like, the Christmas party's still on. We're going to get crazy. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? In translation, that never would have worked. And no one would have ever thought that that note would be there. Like, it's really interesting that they can pull that off here. Yeah. In terms of the innocuous bullshit, uh, the American team of Silent Hill <laughs> just destroyed it. Uh, 10 out of 10, you guys. Uh <laughs> Um, but the other thing um, we know we we uh, we encounter in the hospital, uh, uh, I believe, early on is we meet uh, Doctor Kaufman, uh, who I believe um, features in Silent Hill One and Four. Is he is he in Silent Hill Four? This is the first of a couple of characters here that like. What we find out about them is nothing. What we find out is that they existed, uh, and it's sort of like, yeah. So it, Kaufman is somebody that I'd, I'd basically forgotten about. When I was playing, it took like an hour or two to remember, like, oh, shit. Like, he is the guy from one because, like, in one, I know he is that main character, but, like, he's also, like, fucking nothing there, too. Uh, so it's, it is a series of interchangeable white people that... <laughs> Uh, a year ago when we started the show, like, yes, in one, they had things to do, but like every revelation we found out about them then, like, uh, if, if you're going to do a prequel and mm -hmm. you're going to deal with these things, like, uh, it's, there's him and the nurse and the nurse is in one and, and she's an important factor there. But like the big revelation in one is like, he's dealing her illegal drugs and so on and so forth. And, like, the big reveal in this one is that he's dealing her illegal drugs. And it's like, oh, you had an opportunity to, like, uh, go back here as a prequel and, like, fill in some sort of, like, emotional backstory or to build, like, a foundation for what these things would have. It, I feel like uh, post-2010, people got real good at figuring out what prequels needed to have. Mm -hmm. And this is pre-2010. Like, it's like, okay, it, uh, this team definitely went out and saw like Casino Royale after the game came out. And they're like, ah, shit. I see how they filled out Bond. Uh, <laughs> we could have filled out characters better instead of just referencing the things that you'll know about them already having played this game. So it's it, one of the one of the giant like strikes against this game in terms of like story. It's just like, well, everyone that, you know, is here, but they're just uh, them. And, and and no one, uh, I guess what it is, is that no one wanted to write anything that was different than where that character is later for right. people. Like, no one wanted to be like, hey, actually, uh, Alyssa's mother is here and she's actually like like crazy normal right now. Yeah. Uh, but like, here's a thing that will make her be like a lunatic that makes Silent Hill 1 come about. It's like, no, no, no. She's just here out of the gate and she's a fucking loony bin yeah. uh, and like no one ever grows or changes for any reason. And you're like, OK, well, there were missed opportunities. So much of this is stuff that, like because I'd, I'd never played this game or like thought it was just some dumb 
uh, mobile thing. Like I was like, I, what could it bring to the table? It treated itself as such in some of those ways. And you're like, oh, God, like another couple of weeks with a better writer, like things yeah. could have gone better here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this could have been essential. <laughs> <laughs> You're just getting more and more angry at the game. You're like, you could have been part of a important part of the canon. Uh, God. As, as I punch everything to death slowly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which uh, I, I do like how they uh, use the fighting mechanic uh, to help deepen Travis's character. Uh, <laughs> I like to think that. Uh, which which yeah. this is a good point to point out that um, this game does a lot of stuff, which is uh, including flashbacks. Uh, including weird long monologues that are designed to, I think in some ways, flesh out Travis as a character. Travis's character, as we'll get to, uh, his history has an impact here, but Travis as a human being is a fucking wet shoe. Like, he's just a damp shoe that just reacts to everything by saying, like, what? Huh? Like, that's the end of who he is as a person, uh, which is weird because, like, what we're trying to tell around him in this game is both the story of what brought him to here and the tragedies in his life, but also, like, the tragedies around the people in this town. Uh, and so it's like, how do you not... The question is, like, yeah. you have all this stuff, you have all these building blocks... How does he have no personality whatsoever? Because, like, you look at Silent Hill 2, yeah. and you're like, wow, like, that guy, like, I know that we're talking about his dead wife. I know that we're talking about the things around him. I know that he's constantly interacting with people that are like, I'm just, like, a weird guy that would like to eat a pizza and die in a fire. <laughs> or, like, I'm a weird sexy nurse that wants to fuck you. No matter what situation he's in, like, he doesn't just react by shouting, like, why? He's just always he has a personality and like a, a thing and like yeah. uh you 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 meet him and you you know and you carry his character forward and you're like, okay, so I know who that guy is. And that's maybe the, the biggest like writing problem in this one is like we got this guy, we gave yeah. him backstory, we gave him like this this like slant on things, and we gave him like some darkness and some things to uncover and a mystery. But all those things will happen outside of him right <laughs> they will just be like they can be revealed to the player but to him he'll just constantly be like what like that's just all he like he's a, I, I don't know is a is a what guy the new version of the fuck boy like i mean <laughs> you're in, not a fuck boy you're a what guy you just in every situation you're like what like that's your thing that's your thing um i know like I, this is obnoxious to bring it back to improv uh which is the thing i do all the time uh but uh as an improv instructor one thing we're instructed to do is to teach our students that confusion uh is not an emotion and it's not a choice uh that you should incredible <laughs> <laughs> that you should try to have like make a choice about whether or not you like what you're looking at uh or like what's happening to you and then like sure. uh, use that emotion uh to then inspire your we, ca we call them verbal offers uh and then like wow. So like, oh, I'm looking at this thing. I hate it. Uh, what does that inspire me to say? Uh, where I'm like adding information about myself and exploring my own reaction. Uh, but like if you don't get past 
that confusion, uh, then you you will never discover your character. So I feel like uh, they. I know people say improv classes are expensive, uh, but these guys, uh, <laughs> if they take it a couple, uh, they might have been in a better place to develop uh, their character uh, for their video game we're talking about. Listen up, Silent Hill. I'm yeah. offering a three-week course in improv. It's a 202. I think you can all participate. Many of you have many extra arms and legs. <laughs> Come to. Yeah. You're you're nailing this. Keep going. Um, yeah, like uh, uh, Pyramid Head, I know uh, your first choice. You you kind of fall into the, the habit of just like slicing people with your giant cleaver. Uh, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying like, let's explore all the options here. Let's try some different choices. Uh, just knowing that you have different choices in the scene is kind of the first step. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're doing a bad job. That's not stop coming right. toward me. Uh, <laughs> stop coming toward me. I'm just saying that there um, that I'm here as your instructor to help you find some other uh, ways to be. Keep going with the story here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I can feel a need for more story. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so I think in the hospital, uh, you you reach the point where it's the glass uh, and and the the little girl is on the other side of it. She's still a ghost. Uh, that's how you find. Uh, is that like how you kind of turn on uh, the other world uh, for the first time? And I believe I read uh, that in this game, the the player is actually in charge of turning on the other world, which would make it very different from the other games. Uh, can you correct yeah. me if I'm wrong about any of this? No, that's the, uh, that's what made, makes this weird because like in the other games and like in the movie and everything else, uh, like the other world just comes in when it wants to come in and then leaves when it wants to leave. Uh, and what happens here, which I was unprepared for how interesting this would be, uh, is that, uh, Every time you encounter a mirror, your character can reach out, touch the mirror, and they can change the world from the real world-ish place into the other world. Uh, and what this game does that's like fucking crazy uh, is that it builds puzzles that require you to use both. So, like, there's one very early on where it's like, hey, some of the pieces of this thing are in one world, some are in the other. You jump between the two, you figure out where to put them, but then you have to jump back and forth. And in that case, it involves um, uh, finding the pieces for a uh, diagnostic mannequin in the <laughs> hospital. And so you get like plastic lungs and hearts and stuff and you put them all into the mannequin uh, and then the mannequin being a puzzle releases its fake mannequin eyes. Uh, and then you jump back later into the meat world <laughs> of the other world uh, and you find a body that is missing the eyes and you're like, what monster could have done this? And you're like, I fucking know. I know what monster could have done that. It is. <laughs> uh, it, but it, so it, I was like, there is a puzzle that comes up later in the game that exists inside of a theater where you can move scene scenery and like stuff in and out from the stage uh, and then at the back of the stage, there's a mirror. And so you can use that to jump back and forth between the two worlds. And it solves some puzzles, but it also creates a series of situations where it's like, 
okay, like, uh, well, these trees moved in. I went into the other world. Now they're trees made out of meat and uh, mm. my dad's uh, ghost and uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, and, and so it, it, in a way that the other Silent Hill games don't give you control over this, this one uh, treats it like a real puzzle-solving thing where it's like, hey, so some things are different on the other side. We will have to combine things from both sides and what will come together will be interesting. I was like, ah, shit. Like, if if you look at Silent Hill as a puzzle-solving mechanic sort of thing, uh, some of the great puzzles of the series are here. But this one is so interesting because, like, oh, I, I think I know that the code for that thing is back in the other world and I have to do that. And the, that you have control over it via mirrors uh, is an exceptional device. But... The downside of it is that it creates a lot of situations where you're like, okay, I have to jump back to the other world and run to the other side of the school to find this thing and then bring it back. And then there is an issue that comes up via that, which has come up via other Silent Hill games and I, I needn't solve, which is the like, oh, I'm back in like the sort of the, the good world. What's all these monsters doing here? <laughs> Okay, well, that shouldn't have been that way, but I understand it's part of the lore. It's it's different in both places, but uh, it's it's just a as a gameplay device. It's a fascinating mechanic because you're like, oh, yeah. What if every once in a while you have to go to hell and like <laughs> flip the right switches and find the right things and then come back here to solve something? I'm like, this is this is great. It is so cool and interesting, but also you never know. When you need, this has been a game that, like, a lot of it uh, required me to, at some point, look things up. Not just because of this, but because they were like, oh, like, this very important thing you need uh, is, like, hidden in the corner of this room. And there's no reason you would have ever seen it. It's like a dark corner. Like, there's nothing there. So, like, there's a lot of playing, uh, playability stuff that you you look at while you're playing this and you're like, this all could have been done better. But mm. again, this was supposed to be made for like basically like somebody's cell phone. Yeah. And then like it's come off as being what I think I'm taking away is one of my favorite games in the series. Like, <laughs> okay. So like everyone just pumped a million ideas in there at the last second uh, yeah. and they all worked for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do like the, um, I, I do like the vibe that like, uh, this guy is uh, more in control of his world than like other protagonists have been. Right. He's like, he, he kind of like looks at this hell world and is like, Oh, I just need a, um, I'm just going to turn this on and kind of like, uh, he's like basically like fixing a car or something, <laughs> but he's just like, Oh, I have to. The truck driver guy has a very mechanic approach to this. And yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. He never loses his shit. He doesn't have that many questions. He's like, well, I guess I'm in hell now. Let me figure out how these uh, gauges work, and I think I'll get home. <laughs> I, I just it's have a, to. It's a nice yeah. blue blue collar version of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna pop off to the to the hellscape to get some uh, uh, plastic tongs. I'll be right back. Uh, like very like practical. <laughs> just like it's just like go, going to the grocery store, or the hardware store. Like I'm just gonna pop off to right. to the hell version of where we are right now. Um, I just need some stuff, but I'll be back in 15. Uh, wait for me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like I kind of, I kind of like that whole, that whole vibe, that whole philosophy of of gameplay. Right. 
Um, so I think after, so I think he goes from the hospital uh, to the butcher shop. I think that's his next uh, place. Uh, I also know he goes to the sanitarium and the theater uh, and eventually the apartments. Uh, but I, the, the butcher store, I believe, is next, uh, where he where he uh, meets the butcher, uh, who's uh, but, butching it up. Butching it up, yeah. Butching it up. Um, and the butcher is just like, he's pyramid head, but he's not pyramid head. Yes. Yes, that's kind of like his defining feature, like he he is he is a, a pyramid like figure who is not pyramid head. Don't get your hopes up that pyramid head is here. It's just a guy wearing uh, just like a monster who's wearing a helmet that is of a different shape um, and is it's much smaller. Uh, so if you're excited for giant, this is the uh, <laughs> this is the start of the thing that happens in a lot of these games. We're suddenly like. Uh... Pyramid Head appears because, like, oh, that's a, you know, a thing that the fans of the series want to see. And so what the Butcher is, is literally a guy that, in in the same way that you'll remember from Silent Hill 2, like, uh, you hide in a closet and Pyramid Head uh, grabs a creature and, like, rams her through with a sword and it's very sexual. Uh, This guy is a guy with a giant sword uh, who rams a creature through that's very feminine. And then leaves her there, but like just does it while you're in the room and then just walks away. And you're like, okay, so you're, you're a new pyramid head. Good on you. Um, or as it's an origin story, pre pyramid head, no mm. one knows what, what we're doing here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of this moment that's just like, wh- what happens in this game is a lot of like, hey, we had some cool ideas, but also, we had to do do some fan service. Yes. Uh, and so, like, this is one of those that you're like, I've literally watched this before. What are we doing? I've, I've watched it before, but, like, I watched it for the first time. This is no longer the first time, so it cannot, right. by definition, have the same impact on me as before. To say nothing of the the slight differences in execution, which are all sort of frustrating frustrating in their own way. Right. Uh, but yeah, so you meet that guy, um, uh, Brock. I I don't recall at this point if if is there anything else that important that happens in the butcher shop before he moves no, on. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. You're like, in no way is there anything interesting that happens there again. Um, uh, and then I think he goes to, I believe, the sanitarium. Is there a reason he goes to the sanitarium? No. No. <laughs> You're like, the logic is breaking down. You're like, well, we had a good reason to go to the hospital, but now I guess we're just we're just hanging out and, and trying new buildings. Um, I guess that's what we're doing. But um, the sanitarium is where he meets... Uh, and fights the uh, the monster, the monstrous version of his mother, if I believe uh, that's correct. Uh, his mother, uh, we ha- uh, the flashbacks are like he- his mother tried to kill him when he was a baby, uh, or when he was young, and uh, was uh, committed to the sanitarium uh, where she died. Uh, and then he has to fight her as a monster. Uh, that all that all tracks within kind of the world and logic of Silent Hill. Um, am I forgetting anything important? No, no, you're all good. <laughs> Great. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so this is sort of where we start to hammer in on uh, his tragic uh, backstory, uh, which is that his his parents are bad. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, this the, this does the thing that you're like, well, you always want Sant Hill to do a thing that like is like, oh, all the monsters and stuff are based on your fuck ups as a person. Like it's yeah. supposed to reflect you. Uh, that doesn't happen here, uh, but also it doesn't happen in Silent Hill 1, so it makes sense in this Origins ways, but like also it doesn't make sense because the power of Alyssa hasn't been unleashed. Uh, so <laughs> what you wind up with here is uh, this guy who, um, the the big takeaway, the, the big overarch that can save us an hour of discussing is that he's a truck driver he has nightmares he doesn't know why uh his his big secrets that he's never dealt with are the fact that his mother tried to kill him uh and then mm -hmm. she was institutionalized where she killed herself uh her version of a monster that you fight is this giant uh basically it is the uh, the same as uh the wife at the end of silent hill 2 yeah but, uh with a giant dress that shoots spikes out of people. It's a fucking wild character design. <laughs> uh, and that uh, also, like, his dad then killed himself um, out of remorse for having his wife committed and having that committing result in her suicide. Uh, and so, like, the rest of the game from that point uh, sort of builds towards figuring out how to get into this hotel room that you can tell like there's something wrong about it but like you're constantly compelled to go towards there uh and like the, the game also has uh, a thing that uh, silent hill doesn't do elsewhere uh which are these weird little like flashbacks that seem like they were filmed on like 35 millimeter or something they're done kind of poorly but like it's it's about you and your childhood and, and you see this stuff mm -hmm. uh and so <laughs> this it is it fucking plays out awfully but uh <laughs> basically your dad tells you like hey here's a quarter here's a couple of quarters why don't you go play some pinball machines <laughs> and you go play pinball and then you go back to your dad's room in the hotel uh and he's hung himself and you as a child spends way too much time there being like father i got a quarterback why don't you see this quarter why don't you come down? I know you're sleeping. And like even your dead dad's ghost is like, you knew I wasn't fucking sleeping. Why were you talking to me that long? It was weird. Uh, and uh, so you, you're, your mom has been a, a monster that is, is a boss monster to fight. And your dad is also a monster that you have to fight. And your dad just hung himself. But your dad's version of a monster uh, that he becomes in Silent Hill is basically like four dogs without skin stuck inside of a squid. Uh, and like it, it fucking just, it, it seems like one of the biggest, most difficult boss fights I've ever encountered. Uh, and, and just like, I don't understand what I'm saying. It's horrific. It's mm -hmm. on another level. It's one of those things that like, I'm just like, you know, we do a Silent Hill podcast. I'm like, I cannot explain why any of this became any of that. <laughs> it's horrifying 
and 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 it's so weird and and the entire time your dad is like yelling at you for like not letting him just be dead mm-hmm. but also like the, what becomes clear is that the the thrust here uh outside of everything around the cult and everything that we'll get to with Alessa and so on and so forth is just that like you are a guy that tried to spend his life forgetting that your parents both committed suicide and for some reason your parents won't let you forget that. <laughs> yeah. And it and, and that that's such an intriguing place to be and I was like, well wouldn't wouldn't your dead parents want you to move on or to feel good or to be healthy? And instead they're like, no, like I demand that you shoot me with a machine gun a bunch of times to make it okay that I hung myself. Like it's so it is a bizarre version of understanding that Silent Hill as this purgatory is supposed to be a place where I think things are supposed to be worked out or fixed or you are haunted by a mistake. And this one, our protagonist is haunted by his own personal like things that he didn't have anything to do with because he was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's tried to like move forward and be healthy, which is so weird. Yeah. And then around <laughs> that, there's also this all this cult shit. And you're like, okay, it's, there are levels here. Yeah. And none, none of them are good. <laughs> I feel like in Silent Hill, there are kind of like two modes of being. Uh, one is that uh, you completely forget what has happened to you, uh, or you completely forget uh, the facts on the ground, or you're completely obsessed with them. Like there's not a middle ground. Ah, and if like you're that. and if you're you're obsessed with them, uh, you're probably the villain. And if you forget them, <laughs> then you're probably a protagonist who needs to remember. Uh, uh, usually, you're being reminded of them by uh, the the people who are obsessed. Uh, and then you defeat the obsession, and then you can then you remember and you can move on. Because uh, right. um, uh, Travis sort of like vaguely resembles in basic uh, uh, on paper. He's not like that different from like Walter the the antagonist from the room except that like he's moved the fuck on and he's tried to forget where like walter's like i'm gonna bring my mother back through the room uh and i'm gonna kill people for that purpose so he's like um you could say i I really love your thesis here which is like silent hills about like hey if you uh can't move on you're a bad person yeah (laughs) Like, that's the thesis here. Like, I like yeah. that as a thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, like if you break up with someone and then they're, like, still hung up on you, like, you write them as a Silent Hill villain. <laughs> like, that's what you do. It's, like, part of moving on. Um, I come here every day and I kiss this this dog that has no skin. That's how I remember you, Samantha. Why won't you love me back? Mm. <laughs> Uh, what else was I going to say? Um, there was something else. Oh, I also do like how um, uh, Travis is kind of uh, has this thing in common with Alessa that like their mothers are both uh, uh, trying have tried to murder them or uh, are, these, oh, shit. Okay. Are, are these very like antagonistic forces in their lives. And yeah. so because uh, you're sort of like, why is this guy following this ghost girl? And it's like, oh, you know. 
they haven't, like, they never talk about it because of obvious reasons, uh, unless it doesn't right. talk in this game, but uh, they do have this thing in common, which is that their moms are evil, uh, and so there's maybe, like, this unspoken level of connection that uh, is happening throughout the game. Right. I don't know if that is convincing you at all. <laughs> no, that didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're just like, it's just a guy in this town for no reason, following this ghost girl to various locations and collecting uh, tiny pyramids, which uh, can meet into a slightly bigger pyramid. Jesus Christ. Oh, have I, have I broken you, Brock? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I was reading about the pyramids and Floros? 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 Floros. I think it's cool that it's, it's like funny, it's like a, it's like a monster jail, but it's also like a, a magic magnifying glass. It has like various functions <laughs> depending on where in the story you are. Uh, and, but you are. What we were talking about is that uh, basically every time that uh, our hero has a boss battle of some sort he gets done killing them and then there's this little like pyramid that shows up and he's like what's all this and every time he picks that up Alessa the spirit appears and, and she's like right there and is like hello and he's like hey answer my questions and instead of answering the questions she's like go to sleep and then go to sleep and goes and worse everything in Silent Hill is based on like there being some sort of hole that somebody has to fit through or somebody going to sleep somewhere. Like, that's the entirety of the series. Like, yes. if, if you ever had to write something and had a plot hole, oh, look to Silent Hill, because you can just be like, everyone goes to sleep now, and then they wake up somewhere else. That's the end of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Brad, but whenever I fall asleep, I wake up in a completely new location. Rachel, that's not great. <laughs> but it is... Fun. Uh, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> it's it's really fun. I'm like cool. I'm in. Um, I'm on a pier. Uh, must have had a pretty fun <laughs> early morning. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Week. <laughs> Pardon? Oh, I said I love Fleet Week. <laughs> I love Fleet Week. Favorite uh, Fleet period of time. Uh, yes. <laughs> So, uh, should we talk about the climax, the, the climax of the story, or was there was there more in the story proper you wanted to discuss? No, I think that's good. Why don't you nail this? Okay, so, um, uh, uh, they go, uh, oh, you're being chased uh, by monsters. Of course you are. Uh, and I believe it's the... Of course. In a, it's an antique shop, I believe, that you uh, <laughs> uh, go into, and you find just, like, the real, just, like... Uh, dictionary definition of occult uh group hang going on everyone's wearing uh like those like coyote looking <laughs> skeleton masks and wearing just the 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 robiest robes uh, uh they also seem like almost happy to see you like oh my god why did you take so long it's like yeah. wait i thought are you mad at me <laughs> <laughs> um and uh uh, uh, Dr. Kaufman's there and he's like pretty sassy to you. Uh, he's told you before to leave town, uh, 
which like uh, you could have, I guess, um, but you didn't. So now he's like, uh, I, he he poisons you, uh, and you go to you go to sleep, uh, and the the final boss battle happens while you are sort of uh, drooling on the floor, which I uh, I don't know if you appreciated that, Brock, but I think that's pretty oh, yes. funny. <laughs> I'm like, you have to take those moments of invention right. when you can. And I just think that having a boss battle is just like basically sort of in your mind or like on another plane while you are basically unconscious. Uh, that's canon. I just really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, and you and you're right. fighting you're fighting the the itty bitty monster who lives in your pyramid. Um, like this is just like this guy's been there all along and now you're fighting him. Um, and, right. when, and when you fight him, then Alessa can use your pyramid uh, to create her ghost baby. Did I, I think, I, I think I summarized that correctly. Sometimes like the big plot heavy parts of Silent Hill, I'm just like, I really hope I'm explaining this right. Because there's a lot that's happening and the causation uh, seems just like, uh, I don't want to say arbitrary, but... It doesn't follow, I would say, um, no, work, work, workman's <laughs> logic. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I played it and I was like, I, why did I do what I did? Uh, basically, it ends with you being like, yes, I can uh, fight uh, the actual devil, uh, which is basically the villain from the end boss part of Silent Hill 1. But, like, it's crazy and he can call fire down from the sky and stuff. Uh, and all you're trying to do is to fight him. But the result of you winning is that Alessa has a baby, which you're like, I thought that that was the one thing that we wanted to not have happen here was to impregnate this child with a God's child. So the takeaway is that what has happened here, which has made it the Silent Hill Origins, is that you like half impregnated a ghost baby. Mm -hmm. um, and as you leave town in your truck that you can just get into and leave, uh, it creates the child that becomes Cheryl from Silent Hill 1. Uh, so it splits their souls into two places. So like she can't, neither one of them can be like the fucking devil without the other one. So it is a very odd thing because it seems like the entire purpose of the game was to be like, well, let's make sure to not impregnate this like 11 year old girl. Uh, and then your good ending for having like won everything is that the ancient angry God does indeed impregnate her and her ghost is in your rearview mirror. <laughs> showing you how she has a baby now. And it's like, I don't know how to feel about this. You yeah. have not given me any good, like, signposts for this because, like, I don't know. I, I, I sh shouldn't I have just saved my wife or something. Like, <laughs> it, it, it gets into that problem. It's like, it, I, I wish it would have had a more simple thing that's like, I was just a truck driver and, like, I miss Carol and I wish I could find Carol and you then find and rescue Carol. But instead here, you're like, is it good that I impregnated a teenage girl? Is that what was supposed to happen? And it is actually, but like, there's no one to explain why that's good. 
And so you have to really look at the other things. So like the worst version of the world of this for me is like somebody like some teenager that like just got a PSP and was like uncle also got him like Silent Hill for it. It's a Christmas present. And so his game ends with him watching him be like, well, I guess I really knocked up that ghost child. <laughs> I I guess is is that was that was the was that the good ending? I should I replay it again? Why would this happen? Here, and then there's just yeah. a trucker guy that drives away and is like, "Well, I guess I did Jesus's business." Uh, <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no way. But but maybe I don't. I can't weigh in on this. It so is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So for, for everything that we've covered in Silent Hill, I've always known what we were going to like talk about going in or like where we're supposed to end up. This is the first time that we've ever done one that I'm like, I feel bad about what we're covering. Uh, and yeah. like, as, as an end result, like, I know what it is, but the explanation doesn't make sense to anyone. Like, you couldn't walk up to anyone on the street and be like, Hey, guess what I did last week? And they're like, what? And it's like, well, killed an ancient god. But then I put that ancient god into like a teen girl's uterus. And they'd be like, cool. Good on you, Greg. You really knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> you really uh, you really saved all of us with that. And it's like, no, that's that's not for anyone. I feel like I feel like we're supposed to be um satisfied with the fact that we didn't make a bat we didn't make the devil baby we made like a baby that alessa wanted to make like she put half her soul into this baby and was like this is the baby that cock blocks the other e- evil baby this is the good cock blocking baby um uh this is this is the good baby no like the other baby okay. would have been bad this is the good baby uh, <laughs> uh, this is like the she. This is the baby that she wanted for herself, as opposed to like the evil baby that her mother wanted for her. Like her mother wants her to have the devil, sure. and she's like, I want to have a baby that's half me, so that uh, they can't make me have the bad baby that's the devil. Which is um, like the idea that that would be a satisfying ending for anyone playing uh, is absurd on its face. And for that reason, to me, very funny. Uh, What I enjoy is just the implication that um, uh, this baby is uh, a real baby. It it is. It's a baby that um, Harry Mason finds at the side (laughs) of the road. Therefore, we can surmise that uh, this trucker is knowingly driving away from a baby on the side of the road. Yes. Yes. Which I think is just like the funniest thing that the happy ending right. is just this trucker going, someone else's problem. Uh, and then Harry Mason. Well, is, well, well, what I know about saving babies is the thrown in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I like to think that Harry Mason is like 20 feet behind him on the, the road, like. <laughs> That the Silent Hill one is just about to start as he's leaving, uh, which oh right, which again like they could have they could have made that explicit. Um, I I guess what I'm saying is this, the the game could have been funnier. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I think that's where we stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Travis, not a ton going on. Just a real fighting man uh, with <laughs> a sad past. And you can punch your way through the game. That's all I have. Uh, Rachel, where can people find you online? Uh, Brock, people can find me online on my Twitter. I'm at uh, R-A-J-A-N-D-E-L-M-A-N. Raj Andelman, um, and uh, they can find me throughout uh, the um, theatrical comedic stages of Boston, Massachusetts. And and where should employers find you? Uh, they should find me on my Twitter uh, at Raj Andelman. Uh, feel free to uh, offer me work through my DMs. <laughs> Okay, I'm Brock Wilber. I'm at Brock Wilber on everything. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, we will see you next time, uh, which will not be three months away, I promise. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.